Hey folks, happy St. Patty's Day, an Irish holiday where you spend time with your family, visit church, and eat lamb or salmon and wear green. Or if you're an American, you just eat corned beef and cabbage and get shit-faced on green beer and get an excuse to pinch people. Anyway, the point of this video is about the concept of luck. The first definition of luck is just random chance. Good luck is when chance goes in your favor. This is what most people think of when they think luck. And this is what many people attempt to affect with good luck charms and such. Mind you, it is possible that the more higher educated priests may have suspected that luck was something along the lines of my next two definitions or aspects of luck and were attempting to change those variables in various attempts, which was called magic. The second definition is really just awareness and preparedness, which is much more boring than what most people consider luck. For most of my life, I had been very awkward, clumsy, and antisocial. This really did not begin to have a serious effect on my life until I got a car, and by car I mean many cars. I had 10 cars before I was 20 because of accidents or engine problems, some of which I discovered much later I could have prevented had I just changed my oil. I thought that since oil was leaking out anyway, why bother to change it? Too bad no one bothered to teach me about oil filters until I was in my early 20s. Simple things like this are things that people who are successful just take for granted, but the unsuccessful struggle with. They give the successful a significant edge over the others. Success is a learned trait. If you want to be successful, many times you can study the habits of successful people and emulate them. Things that seem like a breeze for them may very well be equally easy for you, except you have a lot of clutter in terms of confusion, ignorance, interruptions, or problems that they maintain, but you wait to work on just before it breaks down or reaches a crisis point. Getting into a habit of maintenance as well as decluttering your life is essential, whether it be property you don't need but have to worry about, keeping it clean, protecting it, maintaining it, storing it, or it could also be drama in your life that can cause massive stress and bring everything in your life to a screeching halt when something drastic happens. All of these problems have something in common, and that is called stress. Stress releases cortisol, which has been found to make it more difficult for neurons to communicate, possibly to save energy that could be used on your muscles. Stress in tribal times usually meant something that was trying to eat you, so energy was essential as an extra edge in fight or flight. Sadly, we still have stress, but we don't need to use energy, and most of the time we don't, making thinking more difficult, and which tends to cause more stress because you did something stupid because you had stress, and the chain continues, which causes more stress and more stress and more stress. Also, if my hypothesis is correct about being an energy-saving device, that energy will now be available to be converted into fat, and we know all about that. As far as I know, exercise is the only way to remove cortisol from your system. If your brain isn't communicating correctly, you aren't going to have very good luck. Luck favors a prepared mind is one of the truest phrases ever stated. I will tell you straight off the bat that this third aspect of luck that I'm presenting diverges from many of my other videos and I have insufficient scientific evidence to back up what I'm about to say. But it is a meme that has helped me out when I had no luck at all. 
Prior to engaging in YouTube and hanging out with other skeptics, I would have asserted it as true because in creationism, if the logic sounds good to you, then it must be true. Thanks, Kent Hovid. I had nothing but bad luck. I didn't excel at my job in the Navy. I had depression. I had dropped out of college. I had no luck with women or making new friends. I had a roommate at one point who logically made some of the dumbest decisions I've ever seen. But if you compared our levels of luck and outcomes, he always trumped me. All of his problems, and the, these are the only problems he had, seem to be brought about by lack of self-control and doing things on whims as opposed to mine which seemed to just happen out of random chance. I later discovered that much of it had to do with the part that I had before, the maintenance part. However, I wondered why my roommate had so much more luck than me. He was pagan and claimed it was magic. I, being a Christian at the time, was skeptical since magic doesn't exist according to the Bible. I began analyzing differences between the two of us in the way we thought and reacted to things. He reacted on instinct. I did not react, but I actually overanalyzed everything before doing it. If you're worried about sinning, you have to be aware of what you're doing at all times. I began to hypothesize that perhaps it was the fact that I relied on my conscious mind and he relied on his subconscious mind exclusively when it came to decision making. I heard a possibly unscientific quote that said that the conscious mind can perform about 40 functions at a time while the unconscious mind can perform 4,000. Uh, if any of you guys can find the data, please post it or debunk this one if you have the time. I'll, I'll Put a link up with your name or something that said it. Anyway, it seems that the unconscious mind is there to back you up and take care of you. These are actions like muscle memory programmed into you that help you out a lot, explaining why I'm not athletic, and the unconscious can sense and analyze dangers, giving you almost a sixth sense when you can tell if something is off. As I stated, I had to be conscious of my actions in case I sinned that I didn't let my subconscious do hardly anything. He didn't let his conscious mind do much of anything. So while he had a lot of lucky backup, he naturally sabotaged himself. It is why less than intelligent people are still alive and may seem ridiculously lucky. Beavis and Butthead are comedic examples of this kind of luck. Upon realizing this, I realized I needed badly to stop being a control freak over myself and let my subconscious do things. I got drunk for the first time in my life in Lisbon, Portugal. It was a lot of fun, especially since I was such a goody-goody. It was along the beach, Red Bull and vodka was a poison. Uh, I still love it. Booze has the ability to make your conscious mind shut up for a little bit, which it was like seeing the world completely through different eyes. Prior to drinking, I had no idea why the things that the average person did was considered fun. It seemed stupid and a waste of time. Upon allowing my conscious mind to let go finally, I got it. Mind you, I was still a very cautious person about alcohol and gave it the proper respect it deserved and used it mostly as a tool and not an escape. When I came home from the Navy, I learned how to use self-hypnosis. When I had a few shots with it, my subconscious became more fluid, and it allowed me to go and rearrange and eliminate clutter from my mind much easier. As my subconscious got more and more practice doing its job, my luck began to improve.
Just like with building anything though, one has to build a foundation. Unfortunately, in your mind and programmed habit, you can many times not know a key part of the foundation needed and it will lead to a faulty mental construct. Then things fail and you have to go back and reevaluate what you did and try and do something else. This happened a lot. When things went well, it was quite possible that I would get too lazy or confident and things would crash on me. I thought of it as having a luck limit that was linked to self-esteem. If you go over that limit, you will subconsciously do something to bring yourself down from over the limit because you don't feel like you deserve it. Also, seeing as I was addicted to grief in my depression, I felt uncomfortable without having the emotion there, and humans love comfort even if it's detrimental. Building self-confidence is a slow and arduous process that requires constant work and never giving up. Hard work is a requirement from turning an unlucky person into a lucky person, and you will come out with insight the majority of people never have even thought about. Anyway guys, for many of you who are wondering, no I have no known Irish background in my heritage. The red hair is actually a Norwegian trait from the invading Vikings. Most Irish have dark hair genetically. There is the same percentage of redheads in Ireland as there are in the UK who have for some reason become a mass bullying target in the UK to the point of criminal brutality among youths. Also, we redheads tend to hate nicknames. We've gotten them all our life. Hey Red translate to, hey you whose name isn't important, I'm gonna just call you by your trait, making sure you know you're different, and I can't think of a more clever thing to say. We've heard them all, and it gets old, but we can't call it racism because it really isn't. Just be aware of this, especially if you want to befriend one of us for some ungodly reason, and starting off with a color slang may immediately lower their opinion of your creativity and sensitivity. Anyway, enough ranting. Have a happy St. Patty's Day and don't get too pissed on your green beer.